0: I am Bill Cortright with Living Right with Bill Cortright and this is the Stress Mastery Podcast where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. (laughs) Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host Bill Cortright and I'm here with that funny gentleman making me laugh, the super millennial David Moreno bringing us the millennial perspective. (laughs) You have to start the episode with cracking me up before we even start the introduction.
1: Look, I normally would say, tell them what you said, but...
0: No, I can't. (laughs) can't. (laughs)
1: Because
0: this week, our topic is perspective, and I'm not going to say it. So today's Connection Thursday. We're going to discuss the power of imagination, but I'm going to be talking and, and maybe introducing, this will be new for some listeners, but I'm going to talk about the great teacher Neville Goddard. Have you? Do you know who Neville Goddard is?
1: Yeah, uh, actually, from you in the beginning of yeah. our time learning.
0: Yeah. So this, you know, so this week we're discussing perspective, and if we look at perspective, perce- perce- <laughs> thats too much. Perspective sets our perception, which is a mental impression interpreting something. This sets our subjective reality, our routine, behavior, and it's what builds your life. Yet, as we, as we have discussed this week, this inner world of your perspective is not true reality of the outer world. Objective reality is true reality. This is the state of things as they actually exist. This is absolute, not subject to human decisions. And just because you don't like something or you want things to be different, the fact is, objective reality is what is. We all understand that, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But I ask this question. What if you consciously set your perception? What have you held in mind and felt in the body the life you truly desired? Then what happens? It's a. This is going to be a deep episode because if you hold the picture of your desire and you feel it fully fulfilled and only used words of it as being fully manifested, you then use perception to evoke reality through the law of mind. And this is powerful. The law of mind, what you think you create, your thoughts are set in the story of your dream life. This is you setting your perception. What you feel, you attract. Your feelings are set in gratitude of your dream life. And what you imagine you become, your perception becomes reality. And this might sound like some new age stuff. And this is the process of using the creation mind heart and consciously setting and using our imagination. It may sound like it's all new age and some, you know, fantasy or wishing, but it's not. Because if we look at the function and operation of a human being, we all function and operate the same. And we all understand that the human being's behavior is hardwired Mm -hmm. and that behavior is set from what's held in mind and what's held in mind is setting your reality and what's setting that reality is your perception. Is this all making sense so far?
1: Yeah. I know to a lot of people listening, this is all good, Like you said, it's going to sound new age and stuff, but the same people that will say they don't understand it will watch like a uh, successful business entrepreneurs and pro athletes and things like that. And they all talk about the mindset and setting their, their stage and all this stuff. So it's nothing that we're not, used to hearing because we go to the successful people to hear this from they just put it towards sports or business or whatever
0: and so that's what i want to do today so i want to talk about my teach, one of my teachers so my mentor dan which everybody knows now here right he taught me that he taught me when i began bodybuilding he he introduced me to four teachers one was seneca i talk about philosophy and seneca and and the stoic right the second was Arnold, taught me about Arnold and I, you know, believe it or not, I don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger was, never heard of him, you know, because at those times there's no, uh, internet, there's no TV and bodybuilding is not a sport, you know, considered a sport. And he taught me, a a, a teacher by the name of Joseph Murphy, who wrote the power of the subconscious mind is where I really learned how the mind worked, And he taught me about neville goddard so seneca was always about philosophy around spirituality arnold was a model murphy was a scientist and neville was about the magic manifesting the life you desire and he got me all he's teaching me all these teachers and so i want to talk today and introduce you if you don't know who neville goddard is and i want to show you how his teachings tie in today's science So I want to take that mystery out that we started talking about when we started the episode. Mm -hmm. You okay with that? Sounds good. So let me take you through this story a little. Neville Goddard at one time was one of the most well-known teachers of manifestation of his time. He was the expert during uh, during a time. It was Neville in his book, The Power of Awareness, that actually led Wayne Dyer And his book, Wishes Fulfilled. Now, Neville, in the 40s and 50s, was teaching repattering, stuff that Anthony Robbins teaches today. He taught about the power of feelings, advanced visualization techniques, and the law of attraction, long before Rhonda Byrne and the Secret. Now, Neville Goddard was born in St. Andrew's Barbados in 1905. He migrated to the United States when he was young, and he studied at the University of California in Los Angeles. Now, he would work as an actor and a drama coach, but he would soon become immersed in what was called, at the time, New Thought. So as Neville had built a successful career as a performer, as a vaudeville dancer, and a Broadway actor, he traveled all across the United States and England. His life took a dramatic turn and shifted when he met this life-transforming mentor named Abdullah. Neville stated, when he first met Abdullah, he was a turbaned Ethiopian, born rabbi in 1931. He was at a hotel and he entered a room where, where Abdullah was giving a talk. And when the speech ended, he was in with the speech. He wasn't there for the speech. He was just in the hotel. And when the speech ended, Abdullah came over to him and extended his hand and stated, Neville, you are six months late. Neville put it this way. I had never seen this man before. (laughs) I am six months late. How do you know me? He asked. The brothers told me, and you are six months late. Now at this time, Neville was going, was depressed because his career has stalled and he had spent 12 years in America and his theatrical career was kind of ha- was kind of being challenged. And Neville stated, I felt like a failure in my own eyes and I was 28 years old. So Neville would sit with Abdullah at this low point in his life. He was broke and wanted to go home for Christmas to Barbados. And he was feeling sorry for himself. And Abdullah, this is his first experience with him, showed him how to change his aim. Abdullah told him, I want you to think from this aim, and your aim is being home for Christmas. Neville recalled, I wavered a little, but I remained as Abdullah instructed in the aim. I just listened to him and did what he told me. I stayed in the aim and the assumption that I was in Barbados and I had traveled first class to get there. Then time was going on, time passed, and all of a sudden came a series of unlikely events. It was on a December morning before the last ship was to depart New York. See, in those days, it wasn't massive travel. So to go to Barbados, you had to have a ship that was going to Barbados, and the last ship that was going to depart in December, which if that ship left, he's not going home for Christmas, right? And it was the last ship to depart New York for that year, and all of a sudden, Neville received a letter from a long, out-of-touch brother, and it had $50 in it and a ticket to sail. And so he was... You know, a little bit shocked. The experience changed Neville's life forever. So Neville would study with Abdul for five years. And they were studying Hebrew scripture, Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. Um, and this is planting the seeds for what Neville would teach in the future. Neville taught that feeling, the feelings are the secret. Feeling is the secret. He called it the state of I am, which is the mystical name for God. Neville taught that man could attain any goal, he reasoned, as long as he adopts the feeling of the goal attained in the present moment. There is not much known about Neville's teacher, Abdullah. It was very, it was very mysterious, right? And some even started to say that it was a figment of Neville's imagination, right? But suddenly another great teacher would fall under the guidance of the mysterious Abdullah. And this was Dr. Joseph Murphy. He had, Murphy had a desire, had a desire and a passion to study metaphysics, but he had a degree in chemistry. So he was a scientist. And in 1963, Joseph Murphy wrote the mega-seller book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. If you have not read this book, even though it was written then, that is the one book. If I There's, there's a couple things that changed my life forever. That is one book that did, because I never understood the mind. You want to understand the power of the subconscious mind, that book will tell you. Well, Murphy, before his death in 1989, he did a series of interviews. They were published by a French press in Quebec, and he described Abdullah, his own encounter with the mysterious Abdullah, and it was the exact teacher that Neville had. So people started really going against Neville later in his life because Neville Neville would take on special students who desired more than the basic teachings of learning how to do the mind. One of these teachers was Carlos Castaneda, who wrote the classic teachings of Don Juan. He was very famous too, and he was a student of Neville. That many people don't know this. Now, the teachings of Neville back in the 30s and 40s and 50s were groundbreaking. He was hugely popular until his last 12 years of his life. He had a he had a spiritual experience, and he decided against, by the way, I, I really studied Neville deeply. Everybody told him not to do it, but he decided to share the spiritual experience in public that he had, and he began expanding his message from affirmative mind training to living the fulfillment of God. Now, if we hear something like that today, David, we are be shocked, right? Living yeah. God's fulfillment. That would be, back that no. You didn't make those
1: statements,
0: (laughs) right? Especially with the power of the church, you just didn't make those statements. Remember studying Napoleon Hill, right? Napoleon Hill wrote Outwitting the Devil, and he never published it because of the fear of the church, Mm -hmm. right? And this is, but Neville went out and did it, and it was, it was like he was—he went from packing halls of people to crickets. Nobody. They said he was, a, a, you know, he, he, he was Satan. They went against them, right? So his death in 1972, the time passed to, uh, you know, the time that passed to the early 21st century, Neville's name would be a relic. Nobody knows who Neville Goddard is. But something truly amazing took place. Authors such as Rhonda Byrne, A Secret, and especially Wayne Dyer, Resurrected Neville's teachings. All of Wayne Dyer's manifestation teachings are Neville's. He'll talk about it. It is true. Even though the book Wishes Fulfilled are, is exactly from Neville. In fact, there were critics that he was stealing Neville's work, but he wasn't. He has actually talked to Neville's widow. So he wasn't stealing his work. But Neville's later teachings in life. He was teaching about God energy are now verified through science. That's quantum physics. The quantum theory shows that a subatomic particle occupies an infinite number of places. This is called superposition. The subparticle occupies infinite number of places until observation manifests it in one place in quantum mechanics, an observed conscious decision to look or not look actually determines what there will be. That's what it is. That's creation. That's the law of mind, what you imagine you become. That's what it is. And this is how Neville described the ability to create. Neville taught, thought does not so much manifest the outcome. It selects it from an infinite universe of already existing possibilities. So he was teaching that, and of course, everybody went against him, and all of a sudden, what is it, 70 years, 80 years later, he taught everything already exists in potential. It's through our thoughts and our feelings that we select our outcomes. It's your perception and your perspective that builds your life. So if we look at this and we're going to, you and I are going to take this and we're going to put it into stress mastery now, and we're going to take it from this mystical thing and we're going to make it practical. That's my goal today, David. Okay. Yeah. But if we look at fear, I always say people, fear creates potential. Why? It's a vibration. You you build your life through your vibration. Fear creates potential. We build our reality through our vibration. So if you hold fear in mind, you create the potential of what you fear. But that's also the same if you hold what you desire in mind, you create the potential of that desire. That's how you create your reality. So people like Neville Goddard and Joseph Murphy played a huge role in my life. Other teachers, if you guys want to know some of the the old teachers you probably never heard of that I've read, because I've read all the new ones, but Florence Shin, she wrote The Game of Life and How to Play It, because sometimes there are some really good female teachers and they get pushed out. You know, Catherine Ponder was another of those female teachers, great teacher. She was actually one of the first female pastors in Unity, and she gets pushed out because you don't. They push the women out. They really do. But Florence Shin, The Game of Life and How to Play It is an awesome book. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, Outwitting the Devil. Incredible material. Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. Ernest Holmes, great writer on this stuff too. Helen Shuckman, A Course in Miracles. You hear me talk about it all the time. You see me posting about it all the time. Today's teachers are also many teaching the things we're going to talk about today. Eckhart Tolle, Sadhguru, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, before his passing, that was who carried Neville's teachings. Neil Donald Walsh, Walsh Michael Singer, uh, Tick Han, uh, Don Miguel Ru- Ruiz, Rob Bell, Michael Beckwith, Muji's, one of my favorite teachers we haven't talked about, ja- Jack Canfield, Dan Millman. So Neville taught. God is in your wonderful human imagination. So, David, you and I are gonna have a discussion now, moving Neville from the metaphys metaphysical to the practical operation of being a human being. So, do you have any questions on this before we start our talk here?
1: No, this is this was something that like
0: I I had to
1: get over like what we were saying in the beginning that oh it's this hocus-pocus kind of you know hippie kind of thought process because that's exactly how it was for me too I, I understand breaking that barrier and like putting it in with action because now I mean to get through bodybuilding or even any changes that I've made now this like has to happen way beforehand even before any of the process actually starts and I think that's why so many people miss their resolutions and their goals and stuff because it's, like I said, hocus-pocus to them. Nothing's going to do it unless you do the work. Well, there's there's work that needs to be done beforehand.
0: Yes. And that's our higher goal setting. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a second because it's hugely important. So we discuss this. Let's, let's discuss this. So do you understand the quantum behind this? Because that was what the double slit experiment showed. When they shot the particles through, right? They found that when they were shooting these particles through that – The moment that you were watching the particles, they acted different. Why? It was conscious thought. Mm -hmm. And that's what Neville was teaching. That's what got him, you know, that's what lost his popularity. He didn't care, which I admire more than anything because he couldn't give rats ass. He wasn't going to stop. His publicist wasn't happy, but he wasn't stopping, right? But you understand quantum, Mm -hmm. that the field holds everything, we we know this is true now. You guys, if you don't understand it, research it. Look for quantum. Look at quantum science for grade school, because I know it sounds crazy, but that's the best way to learn it. So, what are your what are your thoughts on that particular part and how Neville was talking about that before anybody could hear him?
1: Yeah, I think that's the part that um, when we talked about it. I mean, a couple hundred episodes ago at this point. That really kind of bridged it together, that it wasn't this big magical, you know, thing that it's science, you know, and the fact that something can occupy that many, you know, infinite amount of spaces and how it reacts when it has consciousness being put into it. That was, that was opening because like I said, it's not just in our heads, it is actual science. And when you apply it, you see it. And I think that's one of the interesting parts about it.
0: It's so powerful. So... Let's get into stress mastery. Core essence of stress mastery is understanding the function and operation of the human being. using that understanding to create the life you desire. Now we're talking about perspective, perception and reality. So everybody is born through these stages of development. and at first stage of development, they start the programming, The second stage of development, they now have a comfort zone. By the time you're 16 years old, you have a perception. You have an identity set. Now, you must understand there are three minds, right? So you got to understand that because it's very important. Because the mind, if we talk about the mind, right? And we talk about the head, we talk about the heart, and we talk about the hand. So let's talk about that for a second. Start with the cage mind. The cage mind is your head. This is where you hold your perception. It's where you hold your conscious mind and it's where you hold your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Now, it was very interesting. Neville had a, um, an exercise. He actually called it the ladder experiment, but you know, it, it, it's not called the ladder exercise, I think. But what he did was he would have people imagine they were climbing a ladder and really get deep into imagination. And they would do this every day for three days, eight night, imagine climbing a ladder, magic climbing a ladder, magic climbing a ladder. And then they would tell themselves, I will not climb the ladder. I will not climb the ladder. I will not climb climb a ladder. And what happens is he would pull the ladder out on the last day and have him climb the ladder. What was the point of that was, it doesn't matter what you consciously say. Your behavior is driven by the subconscious. Mm -hmm. If you program yourself to climb a ladder, it doesn't matter if you say you're not going to climb a ladder. So if you say you want to be a millionaire, but you're programmed in lack to be broke, you will not be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. That's what he was teaching. The cage mind holds the ego and the identity. That is the conscious and the subconscious mind. That is not you. Mm -hmm. That's the next mind. The heart is the creation mind. and What does the creation mind hold? Your purpose, your core values, imagination. That's where you activate what's called the super conscious mind that Carl Jung talked about. That's where all the possibilities are. That's where you set the picture, not in your head. And if you set that picture in the heart and you set that picture of what you want and you can visualize it, it's more important to feel it. It's more important to feel it. It's it's when you feel that and you connect that and you have head, now you're talking every word you say. You're consciously in what you want. You have set your intention. This is what I want. I want to be a millionaire. You talk like a millionaire. You think like a millionaire. You act like a millionaire. In your heart, you see yourself as a millionaire. And more importantly, you feel yourself as a millionaire. You will connect the mastermind. And that's what head, heart, and hand connects. And it changes your routine. It changes your behavior. You will become a millionaire if you do this. You can't fail. It's impossible. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, this is a this was interesting because when we first started talking about this, this was where I changed the way that I talked to other people and the way that I would, you know, what do you do for work? It was no longer well. I do well. I work at here, and then you know, I talk like you said. I acted. I. I Presented myself in that way all day because the conversations that I was having with other people were affirming to myself all day, and I don't think people think that it's like, well, I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to them. It's whatever you're saying, you're storing, you're storing, you're storing. So, anytime I had an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody, I spoke what I wanted into existence, and that's what we're, when you talk about visualization and feeling it, because a lot of it, I didn't know what I would experience, but. I wanted to know what I would feel like, what I felt in the morning, what I felt going to sleep, you know, all of those things, just the energy, that whole just experience of it. I could remember when things would finally happen. And I was like, I felt this before, but it was my first time actually like experiencing it in real life. And that's when I realized that all of the steps that we were doing before that led into the visualization was actually like what I led up to. And I've never experienced it before, but I, I did.
0: If that makes sense. There And so how do you do it, right? So in higher goal setting process, there are three steps. The first step is, what do you want? Mm-hmm. It's getting to wants. It's kind of cleaning out. And then you ask yourself, why do I want this, right? So if you guys listened to Maniac Wednesday, it was wonderful. And I have to say thank you, Patrick and, and Dan, for the kind words. It was really great. Now, why is Dan Walsh successful? Because he knows what he wants, but it's not what you think. It's not the big house. It's not that. If you heard him carefully, when it came down to really what he wanted, he wants to leave an impact with everybody he meets, every room he leaves. He wants to leave a positive impact, which means that's the integrity of his behavior. Mm -hmm. So he does that through feelings. For me, what do I want? I want to shift the planet. So everything I do. So people, if you don't know what you want on the light on the mountain, that's the intention. That's high up there. Then you go back, okay, so how am I going to do that? I'm going to build this. I'm going to build that. But that really, what do you want to leave is a feeling. So higher goal setting. One, what do you want? You go through the exercise, what you want. Two is desire. Now you set your plan your action plan, this is what I'm going for, this is how I'm going to get it, all the stuff that you do in goal setting. The third part is what Neville talks about. Neville taught God is in your wonderful human, human imagination. Why? Because your imagination is in your heart and that's where you live. That's where your soul is. It's where your spirit is. That's where intention is. How do you set intention? I'll tell you how I do it. I already am grateful for the goal being accomplished. Every single day. I see it. I feel it. And it's gratitude. What's gratitude? One of the one of the tools of the heart. Mm-hmm. It's one of the powers of the heart. You can't have gratitude through the head. It's impossible. <laughs> because if you do, it's the ego having gratitude. And that means it's attached to something. Well, I'm thankful if you do this. But if you don't do it, I'm not thankful. Gratitude is where the feeling comes in. And when you get that feeling... And you have the vision, and you have the plan, and you start working it. Then it's faith, also heart, because now you just you 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 go up your mountain, and your boulders are your boulders. You don't look at it as good or bad because you know that light is set.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's taken everything Neville taught. It's what Dan taught me very young. You gotta understand this is forty years ago. I was learning this, and I've lived it everyday sense so I'll leave it to you now Dave because this is not new to you anymore but you're still pretty new so what are your thoughts you've done it in bodybuilding now now you're doing it in business I think you even did it in relationship I'm not sure but tell talk a little bit
1: yeah well I think this is it, it has to be used in all, all life categories because if you're going to make a change you need to know what that change is and I think this is the like undisputed way to have an experience of something that you want without it happening yet because once you can really feel it and, you know, it's like, I'm not letting that go. And everything that you do from that point, it kind of just, you know, the wrong moves you make and the right moves are the ones that are still getting you there. You know, it's not just kind of wandering. And I think using this, like you said, for, for big goals and stuff like that, but I, I've learned with challenges and for myself on how to be like more courageous person and a, a, somebody who's calm and peaceful during times of challenges and things like that and feeling that like strength when the challenges come up I'm that person, it's like it clicks like I've been training myself you know. so when like certain things arise I remember like you, you talked about in Nicaragua and all the craziness was going on car troubles, things like that when that moment happened, it was like okay, this was the courage that you were asking for, this is the Peace going through it, and it's it's weird to experience it before you experience it because it becomes so familiar when it happens. It's like I've been here before. It's deja vu, and like actual you caused it.
0: I stepped on stage in front of twenty six thousand people, and I had deja vu. I go, man, <laughs> I've been here. I've been here a million times.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: it was exact, almost the exact vision I had too. And I set that vision probably seven, eight years earlier. Yeah. So, this is how, this is the truth, people. And if you don't believe it, it's okay. Because every human being is hardwired for behavior. Behavior is dictated by what you hold in mind. What you hold in mind will be what, what sets your life, mm-hmm. your reality, right? So, what you hold in mind is your perception. And if your perception is in fear, you create the potential of fear. Yeah. If your perception is in courage and your perception is in expansion and creation, well, you create the potential of that. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. So if you think I'm wrong, it's okay. Because a lot of people do. But, list down and go through your five life categories and look at, and list all your problems. How long you had those problems. List all your challenges. How long you had those challenges. And list all your dreams. Why don't you have them? And then, pause for a second and say, what do I really believe? Well, I try this stuff. I did a vision board. I did this stuff. It's not the way it works, people. (laughs) It is an every day, every moment. When I say, where is my now? What's the point of that? To make sure I reconnect to my creation mind. You don't create through the head, people. You create through the heart. You just in that if you're stuck in the head you're stuck in stress overwhelm wanting doing attachment expectation you're not having a great life you might have millions of dollars in the bank still not having a great life so David's right you got to have all five life categories in this so I have all I like, I see everything I see exactly how my relationship is everything can't just visualize money can't just visualize work. You know, you got to visualize everything. And I'm a big believer in health before business. So that's one of the first things I learned how to visualize. Body, training, where I want my health. More importantly, how do I want to feel? And so even if I, when I, and I'm going to share, maybe share my experience one time of when I, when I had to go through my back surgeries, that was a hell of an experience. Changed my life forever because everybody was telling me one thing and I just wouldn't believe it. I refused to believe it. And I didn't do it because I was higher consciousness. I did it because I was scared shitless of going back to that old person. I never wanted to go back. That's what fear. That's where my fear was driven. Yeah,
1: but that, that drove is. me.
0: Yeah. It wasn't because I was enlightened. That's for damn sure. It was because I did not want to go back.
1: Yeah.
0: And I refused. And so I wouldn't allow the doctors to tell me my limitations. I wouldn't allow it. And that is what Neville's saying here. I just did it. But if you consciously do this, man, you can, you can create anything you want. So that's perspective, perception, everything else. Uh, tomorrow, guess what? We're going to oh, get back no. to our damn book study. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think David Goggins is mad at me. <laughs> you know, it's not my fault. i really a crash. The internet really has been crashing on me. I'm not it making it up.
1: excuses.
0: There's no excuses. He doesn't want the excuses, right? Nope. He goes, you could have figured out something. You should have went to Starbucks and recorded it. What's here, the yeah. matter with you? Yes, what's yeah. the matter with you? So how did you like that interview with Dan? You know Dan for years.
1: Um, you know, it, it's interesting because it's like listening to a different person. It, it It's yep. with all like the the attributes that made him the successful person. You kept that. But you took all the, the, the ego aside from him, and then it's it, it's a refreshing feeling because Dan was one of those people I looked to in the beginning because that's when I met him was the grind, grind, grind. Yeah. And now I feel like I've evolved the same way and haven't talked to him or you know in a while to hear two people who we didn't align really in the beginning to be so like I see it, like I could
0: he's I could amazing how his shift
1: a huge inspiration before and now. On a, a personal level, you know, how much he's he, created.
0: Completely different person. He's an amazing, amazing person. Yeah. You guys, if you can go back into our episodes, what's the number of the episodes, Dave? Uh,
1: so it starts at 215. If you go to our website, uh, the Mastery, uh, podcast.com and you go into the, the top right where it has search, if you type in the word edgy, it will pop up the episodes. Um, going to be two interviews, one recapping and one starting, and then the book in between. Uh, so we
0: did his book and imagine we're, we're going on 1800 pretty soon. It was in the two hundreds. This yeah. is how long we've known Dan. Yeah. And so we did his book. He was book and his book, edgy conversations. I highly recommend it. It's Man, a I, great read, book. It again, I gotta, I
1: gotta get my back out. And read it's it. an audible, and that,
0: like he said, he sold over six hundred thousand copies of that book because it is fantastic, yeah. you know. And it's interesting because we met Patrick at, at uh, I was speaking at one of Dan's events, and Patrick was in the audience, and that's how this. <laughs> it's small world, yeah. Right, and now it's all coming around again because I uh, am a huge fan of Dan Walshman. And this new version of Dan Walshman is just unbelievable. And he just, listen, if you are struggling with stress mastery, he just does it. Mm-hmm. And that man does his homework so in depth. He, When he says he follows those five things he can control, he doesn't miss. He works and he works and he works at it. And he shift, I, I, his shift was so fast, it was profound. It was profound because it works. You guys, this stuff can't fail. You're a human being. You just have to do it, yeah, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Only
1: works yeah,
0: security. and it's a consistent action. Sometimes you don't see results right away. You got to buy into it and stay with it for a year, and everything in your life will never be the same.
1: Yeah, it's
0: guaranteed because you're a human being. I can't. It's not just for some people, right? It's it's really. And Dan, I did not know Dan was going to be on the show. Uh, these are the level that I get to coach. I'm very lucky I get to coach people like that, you know. I didn't know he was going to be on the show. Patrick surprised me. It was a great surprise, you know, because I love both those guys. But those two individuals will – Dan is nobody special. He just is Dan. He runs 200-mile races on broken ankles. Uh, you know, I mean, he uh, he's tough as nails. But he's also learning how to balance it. You said something. What did you say in your episode? Not work-life balance, but I remember you said, God, I have to write that down, whatever the term was you used.
1: Uh, I remember for, what it was. Yeah, I, I haven't it. It was but... so good.
0: So we'll see you tomorrow, people. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift in the planet as we As you can join us on this mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. The links are right below the show notes. You are really messing with me today. As always, until next time, stay inspired.